I remember the nurse bringing Kabir out to see us and little bundle of joy and, you know, these huge, big black eyes staring at you. And I just broke down. I just broke down completely. It's it's perhaps the most um, the most beautiful thing. And I and I sort of held held him in my arm, and he was crying, and he was pink, and, and so gorgeous, and uh, remembering those yeah, moments. Yeah, it's um, and, you, and I guess every father sort of goes through that. Yeah, every father goes through that, and uh, I'm so glad that I became a father. So glad. I mean. Oh, it's uh, no achievement ever in in my my life will will be greater than than becoming a dad. In today's episode, I sit down with Anirban Bhattacharya, who's a loving dad of his only son Kabir. He lives in Mumbai with his wife Iram. Anirban is a multi-hyphenate. He's a producer, showrunner, best-selling author, stand-up comedian, actor, and of course a dear friend of mine. In this freewheeling conversation, AB, as I fondly call Anirban, goes deep into a few difficult spaces in his life, including childhood abuse, feeling of abandonment, and yet how he went about overcoming those difficult experiences to create a beautiful childhood for his son Kabir in partnership with his wife Iram. He shares many stories of his childhood and his parenting journey with vulnerability, authenticity, and humor. So lean back, listen, and go on this emotional roller coaster of a journey full of tears, laughter, and joy in this first part of my conversation with AB. AB, welcome to my show. What's up, Subhashish? So nice to meet you in this, in this new avatar. I know. I had never imagined that I'm going to be talking to you like this in a parenting podcast ever. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else but parenting. Exactly. I hope our listeners will eventually get to know why after they they listen to the story and hopefully they'll get to know a little bit of our story as well. But I'm stoked and uh, thanks for willing to do this. No, no, no. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, want to miss out on this. I've known you now since the past 20 odd years and it's lovely to see you. Uh, do this podcast and of course it's it's something um, which is so different and so endearing and so necessary you know so I'm glad that you're doing this bro thank you thank you no I, I I love the endearing part and the fact that you appreciate me doing this but I what I'm catching on to is what you said about it being necessary because that was exactly why I felt that I should have this in spite of everything else that's going on in our lives, yeah. right? But having been a dad and just understanding what it takes and the role that we've all had to play and the fact that there's not a lot of, you know, conversation. It's mostly is, is around jokes. Other than jokes, there hasn't been a lot of conversation about fathers and dads. So thank you. I appreciate you acknowledging that. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I would, want to start not from fatherhood of your fatherhood, but rather your childhood, right? I know we've talked a lot about your growing up, you know, your formative years. Um, but again, for our listeners, I'd love to, you know, have you share a little bit of glimpses into your childhood. I know it was a fascinating childhood. Would you like us to like to take us there and start there? Sure. Uh, just to give um, a context to the listeners 
about uh, Subhashish and me before we sort of started off is uh, Subhashish and I know each other since uh, 1999 2000. Yep. We were colleagues at uh, Star TV in Mumbai. We then again uh, worked, he poached me uh, to join Disney from Star. <laughs> Um, and so that was another uh, era, and we've we've remained, uh, you know, friends from from 2000 onward. So that's the kind of bonding I have with this guy. He's always been my whining board. Being head of HR is not the easiest of jobs, and I used to be quite a emotional employee. So I, you know, Subhashish used to be the one calming me down, or whenever I used to have issues with you know the way things were working out, he used to take time out and. So that's it. Hey, I used to be your a, agony aunt. Oh yes, yes. Without the without the cross dressing and without the wig, <laughs> uh, you used to be my <laughs> agony aunt. You know, you were such a darling. Uh, you know, to have as a as a HR head. You know, the absolutely perfect HR head, and I always oh, loved you. you. I always loved you for that. Okay, so let's um, get to. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah let's. As Julie Andrews says. Uh, Let's start at the very beginning. I was born in um, Calcutta then, now Kolkata, of course. And uh, I think about the age of six or seven, I was promptly carted off to a boarding school. I was told that I was naughty. I probably would have. I mean, I'm sure I was. Yeah, uh, you know, a, a, I can a totally handful. believe that. Yeah. But, you know, for me, what happened was my, my brother was born when I was about four years old. And so when I was shifted off to boarding school, I looked at it very differently. I thought, you know, oh, the new kid is in town. So the old one is being sort must of... Must go. Yeah, the must go and abandoned and sent off and, you know, all of that. Oh. Uh, and of course, boarding school was, ne was never easy, right? It's like a reality check. You're waking up at five in the morning. You're cleaning your cottages where you stay. You're picking up leaves from the garden at about five in the morning. It's cold. And because when you're there as a kid, you are miserable, right? Because these stories play out in your head. Oh, my parents have abandoned me. Oh, they don't love me. They love my brother more. Uh, he's getting to eat all the ghar ka khana while I am struggling and I'm hungry and all of that, right? Yeah, I know you I know you were saying it in a funny way, but I was just curious, like, how, what did that actually, how did you feel when you, do you remember when you ended up in the school first night without your mom and dad? That, do you uh, remember? Oh, yeah, I, I was bawling. I was crying like hell. You know, I, I guess in a, in, a, in a Western culture or a Western environment, the, the kids are taught to be independent from a very early age. For us in India, with overbearing and helicopter parents, the emotional bond is stronger. And, and therefore, suddenly this kind of thing is a reality check. I remember if you've seen Tare Zameeper, you know, how that kid is crying in the shower. That was me. Yeah, you know, or, or I used to bury my head into my pillow and cry because I didn't want the other kids to hear me because then I would get bullied. Uh, or they would call me names and say, oh, sissy and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, all of that, those kind of names, which, of course, are not acceptable now. But in those days, in the 80s, uh, oh, you're such a girl and, you know, that kind of a thing. And did your dad and mom tell you that they were going to drop you in school? They'll come back and they'll they'll pick you back up later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that was done. All of that was done. Um, uh, and they told me oh, it's for your own good and you're going to become independent and strong and blah, 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 all of that. 
I was like bollocks. I don't need to be strong. I need my mother. I need mommy. <laughs> I need mommy. <laughs> and, and, the, and the funny thing is in, 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 in class two, and the way it happened was very strange. Um, uh, he put me in the school and there was, you know, like all the new kids were being welcomed and there was singing and dancing going on and all of that. And the, the teacher said, oh, do you like to dance? So I said, oh, yes, I like to dance. And there I was lost you know, dancing with the other kids and all. And my dad was gone. Poof, he was gone. <laughs> so suddenly, I t- like, where the hell is my dad? You know, um, you know, and uh, I have a photograph of me dancing clicked by my dad before he vanished. So, you know, my <laughs> sadist. <laughs> which he showed you later, right? Yeah, which showed me later. And I always yeah. thought it was so cruel of my dad to have done this, you know, to have sent me to boarding school. Much later, two, a year ago, when I left my son in, in, in Berlin, well, you know, to study, I finally realized what it was that my father must have gone through, you know. And, oh, man, uh, it was so painful. You know, your heart yeah. feels so fucking heavy. You know, it's like yeah. there's, a, there's a stone in it and you're sinking with it, you know, watching your son walk away. Just walk uh, away, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's crying and I'm crying and my wife's crying. and It's, oh, it's crazy. So, so we'll yeah. come to and that. Imagine yeah. at, at such a young stage what yeah. your dad would do. Yeah, I'm glad that you had that life come full circle moment. Yeah, it right? is, yeah. So, so I grew up in a boarding school and sort of, uh, I, I was bullied a lot. Uh, because I was I was a fat podgy kid. I I, I, I was slightly Bangali uh, chele. You know how uh, you know yeah. sens- very sensitive, and I hated I sports. You. I'm from Orissa, uh, so and yeah, I'm pretty yeah, much I can yeah, yeah, resonate yeah. with you. And um, so I I, I was uh, sensitive and all of that. I hated sports, which was you know the you know, the thing to be in boarding school. You know you had to be in sports. I was always reading books and. Lost in my own world. Maybe into music and poetry. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. and debating yeah. and all of that. So yeah. I got bullied um, quite a bit till I think I, at about class six, I realized that I could keep these bullies away if I was funny. Uh, sorry I, that happened. I mean, I just yeah. want to acknowledge because it can be really painful yeah, at this um, stage. Yeah, and, and I think I've told you this before. I was also. Um, you know, sort of sexually abused in school, um, you know, multiple times uh, by my seniors. Uh, of course, I hadn't had no clue what was going on. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, and then there was no I'm one sorry. to turn I'm to. I'm sorry that all those yeah. memories are coming back, but thanks for sharing. It's uh, it's difficult. Yeah, so I have sort of now accepted it as part of growing up, and I take it in a much lighter vein. And because I know if I if I if I make myself a victim, then it's just a dark space to go into, and it's. You know, probably the kids who did it didn't know what they were doing either. And uh, there wasn't a support system as well in yes. those days. We never talked about sex, right? Sex education was something, no. it was taboo, you know. It was taboo. It was under the rug yeah. you know, behind and then parents never encouraged. Yeah. It was all a very dark space in the yeah. 80s. I and and do you remember, that. do you remember in, on Doordarshan, if there was ever mm-hmm. a, a, a commercial for carefree uh, sanitary napkins, you know, the, the the room used to go quiet 
because we right. we never had uh, anything of changing the channel right <laughs> so uh, suddenly the room <laughs> yeah 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 cover it and 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 then of course uh, our dear alec padramsi took it one step further with the kama sutra ad and uh, <laughs> in the 90s you know and when when puja bedi came on the screen we were like jesus you know and the room <laughs> used to be so deathly quiet uh, oh, you know uh, you know and, and i remember i think one of my friends probably asked his father something about carefree etaki and my father didn't know what to tell him you know <laughs> uh, oh, so it was taboo <laughs> it was taboo but i became the funny guy so the bullying stopped and i became you know a, a great actor great debater all of that so i had to reinvent myself to sort of um, become this very uh, extrovert kind of a person which of course i realized that i was in a sense it sort of um, unleashed it um and um, so that was my boarding school life I, i but i did you ever share this with your parents maybe like anything i mean or it was just all like different words you'd come home and assume as behave as if it was all normal the the thing is i could never tell my friends because um then they would label me as a homo which was a very i mean now it's a super derogatory term now but then it of course had uh, other interpretations as being feminine being a girl being all of that and oh you were not yeah. the boy boy right you're not the alpha male yes you were not the yeah. the stud muffin the that you were su- yeah yeah you were supposed to be um uh, so yeah so i had to keep quiet and and i think i sort of took it for about uh, class 3 4 5 6 i think about 4 or 5 years i went through that and uh, i don't know why why i was targeted i don't know maybe i was just a pretty looking kid you know and uh, because i was sensitive and quiet and i wouldn't tell anybody uh, so i became the target and i could no i've never shared it with my with my parents till much later um you know of course uh, my 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 uncle was the first one who started it off who he was my favorite uncle and i must have been about 6 Uh, he was my mother's uh, brother he started it off um and um no so i haven't told my mother yeah uh, till till date i mean what do i tell him hey, yeah. your 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 brother you know did it yeah. um and of course now he acts normal and which is quite strange but um you know things move on and uh, i told my father very recently i think about about a couple of years ago saying oh you know this is what happened to me and i couldn't quite read his reaction to it mm, i couldn't quite react was he it came across as he was ashamed that yeah. it had happened rather than saying oh my god i'm so sorry to empathize you know, with you mm, i thought it came across slightly as 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 uh, ashamed but i could be mistaken you know um he belongs to the well, fathers team. of our generation right where or a few words they could feel everything but barely could sort of vocalize and verbalize their feelings yeah, yeah they're from a very different generation you know and uh, um you know i like i would i was expecting him say oh come on give me a hug or take me in his embrace or or tell him i'm sorry those things didn't happen and yeah you know but i guess uh, also and i don't know uh, i mean of course it's with you i know that you're you're very touchy huggy 
you you yeah. love hugging your kids and and that you know that sort of thing which i have also done with kabir um i think after a point of time and which of course i was with my father as well till a point of time and then it sort of uh, sort of we we sort of grew distant uh, you know and uh, what also happened i'm familiar i'm familiar with that yeah yeah and and also what happened was boarding school in a sense made me distant from my parents you know um i have friends who are far more closer to me now than my own parents uh you know and, and you kind of come on your own because you've survived those battles survived those experiences maybe there's there was a little bit of abandonment as well oh right? yes absolutely you know yeah, there was feeling a feeling of abandonment right yeah yeah, yeah. A, a huge abandonment issue separation anxiety all of that sort of triggered it in and um, you know my friends are so close now uh you know my classmates from across the world we are still you know in touch we speak every day um so which is which is a thing it's a sad thing to have happened um uh, but i guess it was it something that i couldn't avoid um, yeah i'm just i mean i'm very intrigued now uh, uh, you having shared this of course you know over the years we've talked about this but i'm very intrigued in terms of how you would have had to face these emotions mm. as you went on to become an adult went on to become a dad mm. of course we'll we'll try and you know make sense of it but i'm very intrigued now uh, i i buried it you know i i sort of buried it somewhere at the, at the back of my somewhere you know i said you know i said fuck it whatever has happened has happened um i will take whatever has happened to me to the outside world um and tell them what happened to me not because uh, i want to come across as oh my god a victim or whatever but it should help other people to come to terms with it themselves if they have experienced it and at one point of time uh, you know subhashish is I, it was very strange once i started speaking about it i started attracting uh, people who had gone through this very subconsciously you know and and i wouldn't even be like i would make a new friend and they would tell me you know i was sexually abused or i would sort of get a sense and i would ask them did you go through this and they would say yes how did you know you know it's just like i have no clue how that happened but it sort of came together with 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 people who had I think sharing yeah. begets sharing right mm. I mean, it's very akin to akin to like how the whole me too movement happened right yeah and um, you know maybe f- you know again it's a different issue and a lot of men had a hard time even sharing their own you know trauma of being abused but uh, I'm guessing when people saw you open your wounds and sharing it to the world it it automatically sort of made it more comfortable for them to share their own wounds with you i remember doing a doing a research while i was doing my uh, masters in masscom from jamia it was to do again with sexual abuse and about 45% or 40% of the sexual abuse of children happens within families and especially joint families which was again we don't talk about it at all the fact that i went through abandonment issues at a young age of of me being sent off to boarding school that's why i didn't send kabir to boarding school 
I wanted to hold on to him. I didn't want him to go uh, distant like the way I went away, you know, from my parents. I wanted to. I wanted him to have a great childhood, have a bonding, being under the care of the mom and dad, and in the cocoon yeah, of the home. Yeah, and a loving and caring environment, so that he knows it's a it's a place that he can come back to. It's funny you say that. I, I'll just interrupt interrupt you for a moment because this is striking a chord with me, uh, even. Personally, not because I went to a boarding school, but Vinny, my wife, who you know very well, was sent to a boarding school to Yerkord um, from Bhubaneswar, right? And uh, she shares the story. That's why I asked you how was the first night because she vividly remembers how her dad and her uh, her grandpa took her and just kind of suddenly they were gone. Like yeah, that moment thing, is, right? is a yeah. very very poignant moment right that will never be erased from your memory yeah and funnily enough she would cry. she told me the crying stories crying on in the pillow in the dorm and you know the the funny part is she do, does not remember anything hap- that happened in her childhood before she does not she's not able to recollect her childhood in a coherent manner i mean she remembers sort of broad strokes and and i it could be to do with how traumatic an experience that could yeah. be for a child. So yeah. I just thought I'll yeah, yeah, and 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 that's why uh, Vinnie hasn't sent uh, your kids to boarding school. And precisely, uh, we, we were very clear that we were not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it sort of shaped both of us, Vinnie and me, and and the life decisions we've taken, um, you know, further on as 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 parents. Yeah, I remembered something. So I was in a boarding school. I was in the boarding school. My my brother, who was four years younger, was supposed to join me in boarding school, right? And uh, I told my parents not to send him. And they were pretty, you know, taken aback, saying, why don't you want your brother to come to the same school as you? And I said, no, I don't want him to come to the same school as me. And the, the reason was I knew he would get bullied and he would be sexually abused, and I wouldn't, and I wouldn't be able to protect him. Protect him, yep. Right. Yep. My brother, I think till date, thinks I fucked up his childhood. So he thinks you went to the better school. I was stuck in Calcutta in some, you know, uh, crappy school. You fucked up my future. Uh, and this is for the first time I'm, I'm telling this in an open forum. I didn't want him there because I knew I wouldn't be able to protect him, right? Does he know this, Ibi? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, he still thinks that I fucked it up for him, <laughs> you know, and until date. And, and we've sort of grown apart. My brother and I, we've, we've sort of grown apart. I mean, we, I mean there's, we talk and all of that. But that emotional connect which we had for the first five, six, seven years as kids, we used to be really thick friends. That's sort of because of me being away in boarding school and him studying here. We had that our points, our common points of of um, engagement became different. Yeah, right? became and, divergent. Yeah, yeah. and um, so we sort of grew apart. I mean, I love him to bits, but he still thinks um, that I sort of screwed it up for him. So, yeah, which is quite crazy, you know? And my yeah. and and my parents, they were like, "Why don't you want him to go there?" And I couldn't explain. I couldn't tell them. But that. eventually, sort of, they they followed your 
direction though like they didn't end up sending him right yeah because i was so adamant about it you know i was i was very adamant saying no 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 don't send him don't send him um they couldn't yeah. figure out why but yeah so that was so that's the story yeah so yeah coming back to uh becoming a dad thanks for sharing that hey yeah and it just came up and i and i thought it'll sort of give you an example no it connects of, all the dots yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so so yeah. when i became a parent um uh as so iram and i uh, is a love marriage um interreligion marriage interfaith marriage we met at star tv she used to be an editor if you remember um, yeah and just just for our audience uh you were following i mean traditionally you were from a hindu household yeah uh, and and she was from a muslim household right yeah yeah um yep. i'm supposed yep. i'm supposed to be a brahmin boy bhattacharya uh yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we fell in love at star tv and we got married and i think both of us uh, were, were very clear that we wanted a kid and we didn't want to wait you know buying a house and having a kid and i mean that's my joke is buying a house and <laughs> having a kid there's never a right time because every every year you say hey next year next year we'll do it <laughs> you know and the next year the the the, re- the real estate prices have gone up and in this case you have aged one more year and you're, you know, yeah, you're you thinking, have gotten older <laughs> yeah you're thinking shit you know um and and my other joke was i wanted to have a kid as soon as possible because i didn't want to be 50 when my kid would say papa ball do and i wouldn't be able to bend down and pick up the ball you know i wanted to give well, my youth- ironically ironically i think i'm on that spot but that's another story no you're not you're not your your, your kids are you know pretty grown up now um so so i Anyways. wanted yeah i wanted to give you know both of us wanted to give our youth uh, to the child you know so that you know we could have a great energetic you know relationship and um, we got married in 2001 2002 november uh, kabir was born and of course kabir the name came from the fact that uh, the great man united uh, the hindus and the muslims um so they couldn't it's one of yeah, my they, favorite names yeah and um, so he was born um i was expecting a girl child for some strange reason uh, so i'd only looked at girl names and uh, yeah i mean dad dads love daughters right yeah, yeah and absolutely. and um, so if if i had a girl uh, then the name would have been akira um which i think means spring flower in japanese or something to that um but then anyway, wow. kabir was born and yeah. i remember i remember the nurse bringing kabir out to see us and little bundle of joy and big black eyes you know these huge big black eyes staring at you and i just broke down i just broke down completely uh that moment would yeah. never again never leave your memory right yeah. seeing your newborn for the first time it's it's crazy it's 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 perhaps the most um the most beautiful thing you know one sees it's oh it's crazy and i and i sort of held held him in my arm and he was crying and he was pink and and so gorgeous and oh fuck it was oh wow can't imagine the emotions that are even running through you now you mean remembering those yeah, moments yeah it's um, and, you, and i guess every father sort of goes through that yeah every father goes through that and uh, and me of course with my freaking issues and 
uh, <laughs> my my traumatic Your childhood. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and there was, you know, gift of of the universe that was there, and everything seemed all right with the world. At, at at that moment, you know, everything seemed all right, and uh, I'm so glad that I became a father. So glad. I mean, oh, it's uh, no achievement ever in in my my life will will be greater than than becoming a dad. You know, uh, God, you're getting me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's. It's, I can imagine, yeah. like with all the baggage, all the the yeah. trauma of the childhood, and all the difficulties yeah. in the dark space, and seeing a newborn yeah. is the brightest thing, and it would have erased a lot of your, you know, darkness yeah. just in one moment, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah, so so he came into this world, and everything was all right after that, you know. Um, yeah, you know, um, that's the beauty of that's the gift of children. Yeah, and. Um, of course, we we were a nuclear family. There was just Iram and me in in, in Mumbai, and we didn't have a support system of, of of a joint family or parents living with us. Though uh, Ammi Ammi came down to stay with us for for about four four months in the beginning as a support, and then my ma came down, um, you know. But we had to learn the ropes ourselves, you know, yes. uh, in in Mumbai, and that's. Uh, that that's another story. It's like so when so when Iram became. Do you remember anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Days? So like <laughs> I remember when when Iram got pregnant, the only support I had was a book called "What to Expect When You Expect." When not correct. Yeah. I remember yeah, that. And, yeah. and every when you're expecting. Yeah, yeah. And so every time I used to read the chapter and then go to the doctor, you know. Uh, so that's cute. You know, and that's how we came to know what was happening. Oh, the baby's first kick this week it will happen, you know all of that. And a um, couple of times there were some minor complications, so there was panic and all of that. Um, so things happened, but uh, so, so so when to expect? When you expect was like my family here you know, support. <laughs> week thirty, yeah. you know, week thirty-two. Okay, we are entering into whatever the the, the fourth trimester or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. so, so that was that, and uh, post uh, delivery, I remember. Oh man, that was so funny. The first day we brought him back from from the hospital, so he was a cesarean, and uh, we brought mm-hmm. him back to the hospital. And when you okay, so when you get a baby delivered in breech candy, uh, yeah. you know it's they spoil you, okay. And of course, uh, at the the joke was that the baby should be named Star TV because Star TV sponsored the childbirth. Remember, we used to have <laughs> we used to have we used to have health insurance, right? Yes. You know, I think it. it was called what was it called? Star? Oh man, what a Star India! I think it was called or one of those. Uh, yeah, even bl- I'm blanking out. Yeah, now, even though I'm from each other. Yeah, uh, we used to have that thing where you know, till fifty thousand rupees, they could, you know, you could pay for childbirth. Uh, you know, and because it was breech candy, I exhausted that budget. I think in one, <laughs> in one baby itself, <laughs> you know, uh, and the, and I had to pay some extra. Um, so uh, the joke was, oh, bacha ka naam Star TV hona chahiye <laughs> because. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember the, the the fact is, I mean, you guys know 
you know what kind of a person I was at Star TV. I was loud. I was funny and blah blah blah. No one could imagine that AB could become a dad, and that was the running joke. Correct. In in Star yes. TV as well, saying, you know, Salah, tu bab ban gaya. You know, tu kaise bab ho sakta hai? You know, how could you become a dad? You know, uh, you know, and uh, so yeah, so so you know, Star TV paid for the childbirth, and we 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 brought him back. So I had never seen. uh you know so the nurses in breech candy would take the baby away for changing blah 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 come back during feeding time all of that so the first night we brought kabir back he shat okay he shat right. and it <laughs> and, and it was green in color okay right. so so yeah. we, i we went panic saying fuck green shit you know it must be something <laughs> you know like something uh, wrong here yeah something yeah. complicated oh my god we have to take him back to the hospital yeah, yeah. so and i called up this pediatrician who was in the neighborhood and he came and he said this is normal this is normal and then he i think took 3000 bucks for his home visit and went off of course <laughs> you know? yeah exactly so, so we were looking at his green shit and wondering oh this is normal now okay you know so every basically everything that happens you it, it makes you feel like something is going wrong with the baby yeah because you're so protective you know and every and every day is a learning curve every Correct. day yeah it keeps you on your toes yeah yeah and um, you know waking up in the night uh, changing you know you know diapers or feeding time or whatever and and kabir had you know during the day he would be out night Oh man, it was party time for him. Completely. Yeah, yeah, and you had to Nocturnal. stay awake. Yeah, 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 and you had to stay awake, and then had to go to work after that as well. And Iram had taken leave. Uh, she was home for some time. I think um, maternity leave was allowed at Star TV for I think about three months. So she took Correct. the three months, and uh, she asked for an extension, uh, which uh, unpaid uh, extension. Yep. uh which star was uh, a person i think which would have come down to subhashish mishra uh, he approved <laughs> <laughs> he approved and um, then i think the 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 decision was then uh, she said i'd like to quit because we wanted her to to give a different kind of a parenting and not your typical mumbai parenting you know yeah. leave him at a daycare yeah. or whatever so then yeah so then she quit and she became a full time mom she abandoned her career and i mean all you know hats off to her for 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 doing that um you know and it and it would have been so difficult for her but you know when you become a mother uh, or a father the decisions are so organic and so easy to take how did you i know your days were crazy at star right and channel mm. how did you how did you dance the dance like how did you did you go home and how did you support iram did you have guilt that because you uh, guys were colleagues and yeah. like what was going on so um the, the the first i think 2 3 years i i i missed out a lot of kabir's key moments because i was always at work yeah and um but i but i ensured that you know when i was at home i gave him you know time and uh, we became you know friends and i was the joker in the house and and all of that and uh, guilt yes I, how did you bond with him what was your way ways in connecting with him you know, play acting uh, playing characters uh, yeah. doing voiceovers uh, you know taking him everywhere 
um, showing him stuff, telling him stories. The stories was a huge thing. I, every night was a story time. I always nice. uh, told him stories. And uh, um, I think at, at one point of time, one story he got hooked on to. So I was stuck for about a month telling him the same yep. story. But I had to keep reinventing yep. the damn so, you know, third act. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Third act, <laughs> badal, badal story. You know, right, right, one day right. the king was flying, or one day the king had diarrhea, one day you know the king had something else, and you know, <laughs> so so that basically be- kept spinning sequence. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was like, <laughs> but that's it's great that you uh, you know, and that's that's what I fas- find fascinating in how parents and fathers bond. Right, there's no one way to mm. bond. Right, and you know, no one parenting style or fatherhood looks the same. So I love that you brought your own, you know, um, sort of inner joy of storytelling, Mm. your connection to characters or voiceovers Mm. to bond with Kabir. Uh, I love that. And I'm sure that that has shaped who he is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, so he he and I used to, and of course, uh, we used to watch a lot of movies, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, together. Also, he was born in 2002. Uh, 2004, you poached me to join Disney. Disney. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I, 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 and the joke is I couldn't have uh, joined Disney at a better time. When, when, your, own kid is, when oh, your own kid is two or three years old, you know, Disney is the place to work. It's the perfect place for dad to work. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and... And you know this. I mean, the kind of nurturing environment Disney had vis-a-vis a brand or vis-a-vis understanding of children. Uh, You know, children were far more important than the parents at Disney. That is correct. You know? That's right. Um, And, uh, you know, our our launch when we brought Mickey down, I still have that photograph of Kabir looking stunned at Mickey. You know, saying, shit, this guy just came out of the TV screen, you know. I just, yeah. I just watched <laughs> this him. This is in real yeah, life. Yeah, like like Playhouse Disney. I was just watching this afternoon, and here is the, the real Mickey. Uh, I can't it, imagine. And you know, and, and, yeah. and even in the in the early days, I don't know whether you felt it or not at Disney. Even I used to think that this is Mickey. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know for a No, I did not think that. in the sense that. You forgot. No, I'm just kidding. You, you you forgot that there was a guy in a costume. Correct, correct. You know, that is true. That's you know, true. You, it you, was so surreal for us, yeah. right? And yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah. grew up with Disney on Doordarshan, yeah, for one hour every Sunday yeah. or something like Mickey that. Mickey Mouse House yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah, Clubhouse or something. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, um, and uh, so you know, I used to get the best of gifts from Disney to take back for you know for uh, for Kabir. Uh, all the get-togethers, our cruise, our one-year cruise, yep. you know, which yep. we went on. Um, so many happy memories with Disney. And I think it was the perfect, uh, you know, time for Kabir as well to, 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 to get familiarized with, with characters yep. and Toy Story and Mickey and, uh, you know, all of that. Um, so it was a great, great time. Uh, for him as well. Yeah, I remember at this point, uh, if I were to just sort of switch gears a lot, a uh-huh. little bit rather, we, we could we could talk about our Disney life for a long time, but I'm just trying to um, go to another aspect of, you know, you're spotting his 
curiosity or rather interest in music, right? Uh, he's a musician now and we'll get to that. And I remember around around that time, four or five years old, you, did you spot some sort of inkling and some curiosity around music? Friends, hope you enjoyed the show. So here are my learnings from this conversation. How we should embrace and acknowledge our past, no matter how difficult it is, and yet not be a victim of it, especially while raising our children. How there is no one way of bonding with our children as dads, and how we should tap into our unique selves, our passion and love that we can share with our kids, which shows them who we are and creates a beautiful moments of bonding. And lastly, this may not be a parenting learning, but a universal reminder why it's perfectly okay even for dads and men to cry and be vulnerable as demonstrated by AB so gracefully in this conversation.